We are starting a new series, and you're here on the first day of the new time and the new series, so how about that? (laughs) Enough, okay, enough. Now, how many of you like the 10.30 time? Can I get a show of hands? Okay. The rest of you, sorry, we're, we're doing 10.30. Okay. Well, it's good to have you here at 10.30. I know it is hotter, and I'm sorry the cups were locked in the, the trailer, but the cups are unleashed now, right, Adelio? The, the key is here. He, he, he's hiding back there. But the cups are there so we can have water afterwards. I know it's hotter at 10.30, and us Californians, we complain when it's below 70 and when it's above 85, right? So it's like, it's supposed to be perfect all the time. But we're glad you're here, and I hope the time difference is helpful to you, especially those of you with children. That is why we changed the time for all the babies and the moms with babies that we have. We wanted to make it a little bit easier for you to get here and join us on Sunday. But we are starting a new series called Tribe. And the idea of a tribe is something that I want to explore, the importance of our gathering together. I'm not talking about the church as a whole, because the church is global. There really is only one church. But we have communities that meet together that we are going to, for the sake of just the topic called a tribe. And a tribe is any group of people, large or small, who are connected to one another. We are connected to each other, connected to a leader. Our leader is Christ himself and who are connected to an idea or a cause. Now, the idea or the cause that we are connected to is that God has made himself known to us through his son, Jesus. Not only has he made himself known, he's made his love for us known so that we have the good news, the gospel that God loves us, has given his son for us and has made himself an example that we can follow now in his steps clearly and closely. And so a tribe is this group of people, I'm talking about the community of Genesis here, that we are collectively gathering together with a purpose in Jesus' name. And I want to explore what this looks like, because it's important that we have a tribe mentality. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 10, Peter said, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. And what's happening here is we are transitioning from being just a person, just an individual, to now being a people, a community, and a people of God, a people that represent who God is. One of the things that has happened in society is we have become very segregated where we have our own little communities. We even put gates around some of the communities And we have neighbors who we don't talk to because we have our own little world that we live in inside of our house. And so the idea of connecting to other people is uncomfortable for us. Well, I don't really want to have to talk to anyone else. I really don't want to have to. And so we can come to a place like this and say, okay, yeah, I've met. I did my Sunday time and I'm out of here. But that's not what a tribe is. You see, a tribe connects together for a purpose. And we are connecting under our leader's orders 
to make a difference in the world around us. Turn with me, if you will, to Hebrews chapter 10. This will be our text this morning. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25. The author of Hebrews writes, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so the writer of Hebrews starts off and he talks about let us hold on unswervingly to the hope we profess. The hope we profess in what Jesus has done and is going to do. And remember, hope is always connected to future. Right? It's not something that we have. You don't say goodnight to your kids and say, I hope you wake up in the morning. You know, that's going to freak them out. You know, what you do is you expect to see them in the morning. But a hope is something that you hope will be there. You know, I hope the Lakers do better next year. I hope the Dodgers make it to the playoffs and get some relief pitching. That's something you want to happen, but it's not there yet. Hope is something that is there in the future. And so the writer is telling us that we are going to hold un- unwaveringly to this hope. And it's important that we recognize that that hope is there in the future. God is in our future and we are holding on to the hope that he is there in our future. But he goes on and he tells us even further, let us consider how we may spur one another on or to encourage or to lift one another up towards love and good deeds. Towards love, now love seems like a, an obvious thing. Love is something that we, we know what it is. But why do we need to spur each other on? Why do we need to encourage each other? Why do we need to lift each other up? Because life is hard. Has anyone ever found that out yet? I mean, life can punch you in the face. Life can knock you down. Has anyone been punched in the face by life? Okay. How about the last week, maybe? Okay, a few hands. Life can be difficult. It can throw things at us that can knock us down, and we need people to help lift us up, to help push us forward, to help encourage us to move on. And because things are difficult... And life has always been a struggle, and it was a struggle for those who followed Christ at the time that this was written, and it's true for us today, even more so for some who follow Christ in countries that suffer under persecution. They need that encouragement. They need to know that the hope is still there in the future, and we we keep encouraging each other to that hope. But he says to encourage one another towards love and towards good deeds might say good works in another translation. And the word that's used for works or deeds there is the word ergon. 
It's like that dragon movie that was there a while back. Now, when you think of good deeds or works, what comes to mind? Shout it out. What comes to mind? Feeding people. What else? What's that? Charity. Okay. Feeding people charity. Any other good works? Were we not just... We're not into the good works here. Any, any other deeds or things that's come to mind when you hear good works, good deeds? Discipleship? So these ideas, what was that one? Encouragement. Okay. So, okay, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Encouraging each other to good deeds. And we've mentioned some, the hospitality or encouragement or charity, feeding people. The word that's used here is a word that's used specifically that actually means business. It means to work with your hands. And although feeding people is good or charity is good, that's really not what the writer is talking about in this passage. When he's talking about good deeds, he's talking about things that you do with your hands, things that are taking care of business, the providing for you. And it's a similar word that's used in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11, when Paul writes, Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work. That word work comes from the same word, the ergon, with your hands, just as we told you. The point is so that you can live a, a good life that others will see your life and respect you. But it's working with your hands. It's doing your daily business. And so the writer is telling us that we need to encourage each other, to spur each other on to love and to business that we take care of with our own hands. You see, I bet you that where life hits you, a lot of times it's going to be in those areas. It's going to be in the areas more of how you do your work, how you deal with other people. And so we need to be spurring each other on in the things that we do on a regular basis. The things that you do day to day. And, and so if you're a teacher, our job is to encourage you to be the best teacher that you can be. If you're a contractor, our job is to encourage you to follow that code when you build those things and to be the best contractor that you can be. Because when it's difficult and you feel like, I don't want to go to work, it's hot, it's tiring, the boss is on my case, we are here to encourage you, go, you can do it. You can get there and you can make a difference. If you're a mom, our job is to spur you on to be the best mom you can be. Because we know it's hard and we know life will knock you down and we know the struggles that are there and we are here to help you to move forward. And so the idea of coming together is so that we can encourage each other in the things that we do every day. Because we have a hope, God is in our future, and we are going to live with purpose and intention every day of our life, waiting for Him. And we want to be the best we can be. We want to be the people who can be helpful to those in our community. But 
it's a difficult thing to actually open up and get help from people. If you're a teacher and you've got a, a difficult class, who do you talk to? Do you come here and say, man, I've got a difficult class. Man, I've got this one student who's ADHD. I mean, it's just they're getting to me. What do I have to do? Usually that's not the case. We don't see our community here, our tribe, as the place where we go for that. No, you just go here a Bible study. That's not what it's supposed to be. That's not what it's supposed to be. But the problem is, I think, one of the problems is when we go somewhere and we open up to someone and you say you're working construction, man, you wouldn't believe the job I have to do. I'm doing this underground and we're laying pipe and it was 100 degrees and man, it was just, it was difficult. And no sooner do you get that sentence out, right? When someone goes, that ain't nothing. I was in an attic. It was 190 degrees. I had no water for days and there were rats crawling over me. Top that one. It's like, oh, never mind. You win. You know, it's like saying you had your wisdom teeth pulled, right? That Brian Regan comedy. If you say you have two wisdom teeth, you'll never get finished because someone's got four, right? And it's like, okay, well, okay, that's it. And so we have this top mentality where we don't stop and listen. We actually wait for a pause so we can step in and tell our story. And we need to be people who are willing to listen. I saw a video on YouTube or somewhere on Facebook, whatever, about people who are pregnant. Have you seen that? The couples that are pregnant. And everywhere they go, someone has advice for them. You, any pregnant ladies can testify to that. When you're pregnant, everywhere you go, people, oh, you're going to have a baby. When my child was born and they start telling about how they raised their child and all oh, the difficulties I had in pregnancy, I had morning sickness for eight months. It was terrible. You know, oh, I, and it's like, oh, thank you. You know, I'm just here putting gas in my car, but thank you very much for that. No one usually stops and say, how's it going for you? How are you doing? Everyone wants to tell their story. But we're supposed to be a community that encourages each other. And so we really need to listen. We need to be willing to have people tell us their story. I'm having a hard time. And not feel that we have to one-up them. Or we have to judge them. We're here to help them. You can make it. Let's get together. Let's pray. What's the problem? Oh, that is difficult. Well, I'm going to pray that you can, you know, deal with that person, deal with that student, deal with that boss, have the strength to do. Are you making sure you're hydrated? Are you, are you getting enough, you know, sleep? I'm going to be here to help push you forward and lift you up so that you know I'm here for you. We also need to be willing to receive encouragement. See, sometimes it's hard for people to give it because we're always wanting to lift ourselves up. But sometimes it's difficult to receive encouragement. I don't want to tell anybody my problems. I don't want to tell anyone I'm having a hard time. I don't want anyone to know my hang-ups, my struggles, my weaknesses. And so we shut up and we put up a facade 
and we never get the encouragement because we aren't open to receive it. Let me tell you something. Everyone here has hang-ups. Everyone here has struggles. Everyone here has doubts, has hurts, has pains. We all are in this together. And what a tribe does is recognize that you need encouragement and I need encouragement. And we are here for one another, keeping that hope. God is in our future. We love each other, so we are involved with each other. And I'm going to push you forward to continue doing what you need to do to get your life going. And I need your words as well. An encouraging word means so much. I know I'll get a card every now and then saying thank you for what you do. And it's like, oh, wow, that's great. Someone appreciates it. You know, and you think, well, you don't need that. Yeah, I do. We all need that. I remember when I was about six years old, I was the bat boy on my cousin's little league team. They don't have bat boys anymore because I think it's dangerous. Too many bat boys got hit by bats or something. But I remember I was the bat boy for his team, and the team was called the Minutemen. I don't know why I remember that, but it was called the Minutemen. They didn't have actual baseball names back then. I don't know why it was against the law or something. It's back in the Stone Age, right? So I was on the Minutemen as the bat boy. I was about six years old, and the players were like nine to 12 years old. And I loved baseball. I got to wear a uniform that was too big for me. I had the socks, you know, and it was real baggy, but I loved being in that uniform. And I was there, and man, they'd hit the ball or whatever. I'd run out and get the bat, and I'd bring it back. You know, I was, man, I'm going to do the job well. One day, they said, Sam, we need you to bat. I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, you need to go up there and bat. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm this little kid. I'm coming up there and I've got a bat. The bat's real heavy because they're all big for me. And then the guy pitches it like really like a lob almost. And I'm like, oh, that's unusual. Usually he throws harder than that, you know. And I hit the ball and the whole team is, run, Sam. And so I hit it pretty good. So I run and I'm running across first base and I get to second base. And I go, yeah, it's a good stand-up double. And I stand on second because I see the guy over there has the ball in the field. And they're like, run, Sam. I go, but he's got the ball. No, run. Okay. So I start running and I should have put two and two together by now. It's like, oh, this is a setup, right? They're just, they're just letting me have some fun here. But I didn't know. I crossed third and the coaches wave him in. Go home, go home. I run home. I slide in home. And the crowd and the bench, all five of them, you know, stand up and just are going crazy. Ah! And they're all like picking me up. And I'm thinking, I hit a home run. I'm only six years old and I hit a home run. Looking back, I know it was a setup. They did that for all the Bat Boys. But I still remember it. It still means something to me. I was talking to Gabe last night, and he ran a couple months ago a marathon, finished the marathon. I said, so when you're running the marathon, does everyone encourage you? And he says, yeah, there's like thousands of people shouting at you to go, go, go. I said, does it help? He goes, yeah, it's great. What would happen if those people followed us everywhere we went? (laughs) Right? 
You can go to work. Go on. Go on. Starbucks, come on. Come on. The line's short. You can make it. Yes, I got my coffee. We'd be stoked. You see, it's not far from really what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be in a community that encourages each other, that lifts each other. We are supposed to be a tribe that pushes each other forward, that catches each other when we're falling, that helps one another. It's what we're supposed to do. It's how we're supposed to live. The author of Hebrews writes, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Now, he's kind of jabbing us here. I want you to encourage each other daily as long as it's called today. Well, it's always called today. Right? What is? Are you here today? Yes. At 12 midnight, you'll be here today. It doesn't matter when it is. You're always supposed to be encouraging each other as long as it's called today. It's supposed to be an ongoing thing. You see, there's an epidemic of depression in our society. There, there's an epidemic of seclusion where people become so secluded and shut off that they detach themselves from any possibility of encouragement and help. And when a person goes into a, a place of depression, one of the first things they do is seclude themselves. They sleep long because they don't want to wake up. They don't want to interact because nothing makes them feel good. They want to hide from the world. And so they shut down and close everything out. And you see, the deceitfulness of sin is like that. It's shutting out the people that we need, shutting out the encouragement that we need, shutting out others, stopping our getting together. See, we don't come to church because God makes us go to church. We, we don't go and do church because you have to or else. We want to gather together because we need help. We need a reminder of God in our future. I need someone to say, come on, you can make it. Come on, get up. Hey, let go of that. Hold on to this. Hey, I've been there. I know what you're going through. I have fallen like you have fallen. I am there to support you. I understand. And the deceitfulness of sin says no one knows my story. Of course no one knows. You're not telling anybody. No one gets me. You won't let anyone get you. And when we try to, you shut the door. And when we ask, how is it going in your life? How is that addiction? How is the relationship with your child? How's your marriage? And the doors close. And you don't want to let anyone get in here. And the deceitfulness of sin is thinking you can deal with it without the help. Of your tribe. And we need each other. Every addiction is born with this secluded mentality. And gathering together is the first thing that goes before worse things happen. Shutting yourself off from family, from friends who care about you, leads you into a further depression, 
Shutting yourself off from your tribe usually leads you into falling further away from the knowledge that God is here with you, the good news that we are supposed to encourage each other in. If we encourage people, then maybe they can be deceived less. If we will receive encouragement, maybe we will be deceived less. If we are open to be here for you and for you to be here for me, then maybe we can stand stronger together. Maybe it's something that we can build up because we're supposed to be here for one another. Because life is hard. When I say life is hard, what things come to your mind? What, shout out some things when life is hard. What's hard in life? Illness, relationships, Relationships. finances, Finances. death, Death. losing someone, betrayal, Betrayal. what's that? Parenting. See, these are things that are difficult in life. Trying to provide finances, dealing with people, relationships, raising children, marriages illnesses. These are all things that are difficult. And so what I want to do is something really difficult and awkward that will make you remember today for the rest of your life. (laughs) And don't worry, because after this, you'll never have to talk about it again. You can all say, yeah, we just don't pretend that didn't happen. But I want to do something together. If I could get Alex to come on up. If Alex is here within my voice, Alex. What I want to do, if, if if one of your hardships is work-related, you're having a difficult time, maybe it's a lack of work. Maybe it's the job you're at. Maybe it's you're not making enough money. Maybe it's your your body is wearing out for the job, whatever it is, if there's a a hardship in your life because of work, I want you to stand up. Just one? Okay, two. Okay. Don't be afraid. We are in this together. I told you it was going to be awkward. Somebody's going, I don't want people to know. My boss is here. (laughs) Okay, as you're standing up, we're going to take 20 seconds. If you're sitting down, it means you don't have this struggle. So I want, and for 20 seconds, I want you to go up to one of the people who is here. It's just 20 seconds. I want you to look them in the eye, and I want you to encourage them. I want you to clothe them with hope and support. 20 seconds, go. Don't let someone stand there by themselves. Okay, I want you to go back to your seat. I want you to go back to your seat and sit down. Now, if you're struggling with people, relationships, maybe it's a a marriage relationship, maybe it's... with a child, maybe it's a friendship, 
but there's some place where life is hard and you're struggling because of people and the relationships in your life, you can stand up. Would you stand up? And if you stood for work, you can stand up again. Don't worry. You can have more than one hardship in your life. You're struggling with relationships in your life somewhere. Life is hard because of the people and the things there. Same thing. I want those who are sitting down, I want you to stand up, go to these people. You have 20 seconds. I want you to clothe them with encouragement. Maybe you've been in a place and I want you to share with them that God is going to see them through. And so go up to the people who are standing up. 20 seconds, go. Okay, go back to your seats. Some of you guys having a little love fest here going on. That's great. Come back to your seat. I know for some of you, this is killing you. You're just dying. Good. I want to ask if there's anyone who's struggling because of illness. A physical ailment, something that is causing you to struggle. I want you to come forward. Come over here. If any of you are struggling with illness, I know there's more than just one. Come on. Any who are struggling with any kind of ailment, I want you to come here and I want you to face your tribe. Come on. Tribe, these are our people. They're struggling with illness. 20 seconds, I want you to come up. I want you to clothe them. I want you to encourage them. If you want to hug them, 20 seconds, look them in the eye and give them something that lets them know hope is alive. Go. Okay, go on back to your seats. I want to have one last group. If you are a single parent, would you stand? If there are any single parents here, would you stand? Would you come forward, please? This is the hardest job in the world. You are doing the job of two people. And we want to acknowledge the difficulty in raising a child alone. And we want to encourage you. 20 seconds, would you come and encourage these single parents that there is hope in their future? Give them a hug. Let them know they are loved. Let them know that you are here for them. And go ahead and go back to your seats. Remember this. You are encouraged when you encourage others. This is what it means to be a tribe. It means you care. It means you're involved. You are here to lift people up in their needs. It was wonderful seeing the people here. And I know many of you did not come to church expecting to cry. Sometimes you do when you know you're going to listen to me. (laughs) Who knows what else that. But you were touched you are touched because that's what a tribe is supposed to be. That's what a healthy tribe looks like. 
We are here for one another's to encourage one another and never forget the power that you have in someone else's life. You see, you are a part of the work that God is doing. You are here for someone else. Someone needs your words today. Someone needs your presence today. Someone needs you to say hello, to smile, and to ask how they're doing. You are needed. And any time you think it's not important whether I go, I, I can just show up or not show up, you are gravely mistaken. Your tribe needs you. The people who were standing here, they need you. And as long as it's called today, you are to encourage one another because that's what a tribe does. Don't underestimate what God has entrusted to us as his children and what we are to be to one another. It's what we've been called to do. I don't want to go to church. I want to meet with my tribe. This is a tribal meeting. We meet every Sunday at 1030. And what do we do? We spur each other on because we have a hope. God loves us and he is in our future and we love each other. And I am going to push you forward in your daily life because God believes in you and I believe in you as well. I remember at one of the man camps that we were going to, they had a, a ceremony where they would coin all the people who were leading, where they acknowledged their time and invested into the whole putting on of the camp. And as they would gather together, they would give them a coin and say, we acknowledge all that you're done and you're here and we're giving you this recognition. And as we were sitting there, I remember sitting with Jason in the back and Jason had tears in his eyes. And he goes, that's all I've ever wanted. Was someone to say thank you. Someone who had served in ministry for years. All I ever wanted was someone to say thank you. Well, I'm telling you, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of the tribe. Thank you for caring enough to be a part of someone else's life. Thank you. And may we continue to spur each other on to this love and good works. May we lift each other up and not let anyone quit. When someone says, I don't, why weren't you there? Oh, I didn't feel like it. Man, we need you there. Are you okay? I want to help you. Because the first thing that goes is the gathering together. The first thing that goes before the fall is stop meeting. I don't want anyone to stumble because someone is there to encourage them. Let's stand together. Have Alex lead us in a song. Amen. May you... Give hope, love, and encouragement to the people around you. May you recognize that God has placed you to be a part of his tribe to encourage others. And may you receive as much encouragement as you give. So may you give a lot. God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday. God bless you.